Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo! Welcome to another edition of The Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast, and it's my special pleasure to introduce today's guest, somebody I've had incredible uh, respect for for a long time in the business, and uh, I actually covered him. Uh, he, he probably doesn't know this, but uh, before I came to Charlottesville, I covered uh, Jay and, and the Duke Blue Devils a little bit um, and uh, enjoyed watching him play. And, uh, and, and in Charlottesville, I came here uh, in 82 and uh, saw, continued to watch him play uh, through that era and then have watched him uh, and admired him as uh, develop as a, one of the great broadcasters of our time. Uh, welcome, Jay. Jay Billis, ESPN. Well, Jerry, thanks for having me. Great to be with you. Uh, I guess, first of all, Jay, uh, we'll get your thoughts on Saturday's top five showdown between Houston and Virginia. But uh, I'm curious what was going through your mind last Saturday afternoon after uh, watching Houston build that huge lead and then seeing Alabama erase a 15-point lead and come back and, and dominate the second half? Well, Alabama's really talented. Uh, they're a young team, but they've got a lot of length and athleticism, and uh, they're formidable. Uh, so I think uh, it said more about Alabama, perhaps, than, than it said uh, positively than it said negatively about Houston. But I think Virginia fans remember just how good Houston is uh, from Virginia's game there last year. Virginia's far better now than they were then, but uh, it'll be a little bit like looking in a mirror uh, defensively uh, Houston's very physical. Uh, they, they like to double the post and they'll occasionally, uh, trap a ball screen. Uh, they're really aggressive and they're, they're difficult to play against as is, uh, as is Virginia in a little bit of a different way. What, what do you think the key was in that Alabama win? Uh, I heard something about, uh, Calvin Sampson talking about Alabama spreading the floor and attacking them, but did you think that was the key to the comeback or was it something else in your view? No, that was pretty much it. I, I talked about it on the broadcast, you know, Alabama went small in the second half and uh, they took out their big guy, Charles Bediaco, and, uh, and went with a smaller lineup where they were able to open the middle, spread the floor a little bit. And I felt like the game was called much differently in the second half by the officials than in the first. There were, it was called much closer, which made it easier, I think, for uh, Alabama to get into the lane. And you know, I think a lot of people look at Alabama and say they're a three-point shooting team, but what they really are are a penetrating team. And that penetration sets up, uh, you know, it draws help, and that sets up their ability to spray it to shooters. And that's where they're most dangerous is when they can get in the lane. And uh, in the second half, they were much more uh, mindful about getting into the lane and penetrating uh, off the dribble. And usually Houston's pretty good at staying in front and guarding the ball. But when they got spread out a little bit, it made help a little bit longer and uh, and put them into rotation. And Alabama took advantage of it. I, I like your uh, comments about Virginia in the preseason uh, on your national, uh, I guess, your preseason press conference. When you talked about Virginia being old and experienced, I guess Mike Bray, our good friend Mike Bray, uh, coined that phrase a couple of years ago about teams being old. But uh, obviously that's something that weighs has weighed in Virginia's favor this year. 
Yeah, I think in any in any walk uh, of life, you would rather have experience than not. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's, you know, seen as a negative on younger players. I mean, uh, there have been a lot of teams that have won uh, just as much as experienced teams with younger players. You know, you, you don't want to turn talent down, but you'd rather have experience and talent. You know, I don't know anybody that's gotten on an airplane and felt good when the pilot says, hey, this is my first flight. <laughs> you know, or, or when you have a surgeon, you say, yeah, my first operation, um, you know, you'd rather have experience than not, but it's not dispositive. You know, it's not like experienced teams win every year. They're just more experienced teams than, than there aren't. Um, but now with the transfer portal, you can get older in a hurry. And I think there are a number of coaches out there that have chosen to take more experienced players uh, to have as, as quote unquote rookies in their program than have true rookies um, uh, that that's a lot of teams have, have had some success doing that. And, and I think Virginia is one of them. What do you see as the key to Saturday's matchup? Um, both very talented, uh, teams with great athletes, uh, Houston obviously is more athletic, but what do you think is going to be the difference Saturday? Well, I think handling pressure, pressure is going to be one. It's going to be a slow game. Uh, you know, Virginia does not pay, uh, play at a, a fast pace, and I think it's very difficult to speed up Virginia. So uh, Houston's going to have to get used. And it's not like Houston is a, a high-possession team, but they're a higher-possession team than, than Virginia. So the, the players that play against Virginia have to get used to a slower pace, uh, and that's a disruption of their rhythm from the opening tip. Uh, and some players do better than others at, at adjusting to that. But you're not, it's not going to be a game where rhythm's easily established for, for players or teams. Uh, so a lot of this is going to come down to your ability to rebound the ball um, and take care of it. Uh, you know, Virginia has a, a very good, uh, you know, ratio of, of turnovers. You know, they, they force about 13, 14 a game, but they don't even, you know, they turn it over less than 10 times a game. And to have a plus four uh, turnover margin with that low of a possession game is a big deal. And then fouls are going to be an issue. You know, Virginia, uh, their defense doesn't draw, you know, doesn't uh, produce a lot of fouls. And, uh, and I think how the game's called, you're going to have to adjust to it. But uh, uh, keeping Virginia off the free throw line, because I think it's going to be difficult for Houston to get there. Um, uh, traditionally, it, it, that, that's been the case. So you can't, you can't provide Virginia with a free throw advantage. We were talking to Coach uh, Samson this morning, and he said Virginia's not a hard team to scout, but they're a hard team to prepare for. Uh, do you think, uh, the uh, like you said, both teams, uh, it's going to be a slower pace, but do you, do you think it's just um, the defensive intensity that Virginia brings that makes them so hard to prepare for, or or, or is it the pace? Well, the pace is number one. Uh, it's a lot easier to slow a team down than it is to speed one up. And Virginia plays at a slower pace and that's the way they play. And, you know, I think a lot of teams and players make the mistake that you can speed the game up by taking quicker shots. And that just plays right into Virginia's hands. Uh, you know, you have to work, you know, work against their defense to score. And if you choose to take a quick or a, a less than a good shot, uh, you're going to be playing time of possession is going to go in Virginia's favor and you're going to be playing defense most of the game. And, uh, you know, they're used to, to burning the clock. Uh, I think their average possession length is right at 20 seconds. And uh, that's at, depending on how you look at it, at the top or the bottom of Division One. I, I think that ranks at the 360s in pace of play. Um, so it's just the way they play. 
and uh, and speeding them up is hard to do. Uh, you're going to have to, to the extent you can speed the game, you're going to have to do it on the defensive end, not the offensive end. Uh, and uh, uh, because they don't allow a lot of runouts, uh, they don't send a lot of guys to the offensive glass. So they're they're heavily into taking away your transition as opposed to getting second shots. Um, but but I agree with Kelvin that that it isn't hard to figure out what Virginia does. It's it's hard to hard to play against it. And uh, uh, you know their offense is uh, is a read and react offense. You know it used to be called the blocker mover. Now uh, Tony calls it sides. I think. And, uh, you know, and traditionally, you know, as you know, Jaden Gardner transferred into Virginia from East Carolina. He's had great success against Houston. Uh, you know, Houston's had a hard time dealing with them. Uh, and, and I think it, it'll be it won't be as many possessions in this game. So it's not like Virginia players are going to put up 30 on you. But, you know, if they get 18 or 20 in a higher possession game, that's the equivalent of 30. Yeah, Kelvin was saying this morning he's really tired of seeing Jaden Gardner. <laughs> it's like the fifth or sixth year or something like that. And uh, saying, he said it seems like Kihei's been around for 10 years as well. So uh, other than that experience, Jay, what, what do you like about this Virginia team? They score easier. You know, last year, uh, I thought at the end of the year, you know, last couple of months, they were an NCAA tournament team, but they were dragging that poor non-conference record with them, which – heard him in the committee room. Uh, you know, I don't think Virginia at the end of the year was a team you wanted to play against at the beginning of the year. I don't, I think a lot of teams would have liked to have scheduled them, but this year uh, they're a little bit more versatile. Uh, ben Vonderplas uh, um, gives them a, 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 another versatile player to plug in that can step out and knock down a three. And he can also operate in the post and guard in the post. So you can play a smaller lineup with him playing kind of a small ball five. Uh, and Ryan Dunn is a really athletic uh, 6'8 player with a long wingspan that can, uh, can defend uh, and, uh, and he can play significant minutes. Uh, you know, he's not, I wouldn't call him a scorer just yet, but he can put the ball in the deck and get to the rim and finish plays. Uh, and I think there are uh, some areas where they were a little bit deficient last year, like Armand Franklin is a much better, more efficient scorer this year. Uh, he's taking better shots, one, and uh, and those that he's taking, he's making at a higher rate. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether Reese Beekman's going to play, you know, this day-to-day thing with that hamstring and the other injury, but uh, he's he's been great, um, has really improved his, uh, his shooting and uh, his offensive game is much more confident. So he's a, more of a, what I would call a three-level scorer now, and uh, his defense and his passing are still, still top level. So... Uh, they're a much better offensive team this year than last year and have more areas where they can hurt you. Last year, it was just a couple areas and uh, guys had to play too many minutes. Um, you know, the pace helps them play minutes and the fact that they don't foul a lot. But uh, but having some quality um, play off the bench gives them the opportunity to rest some guys in, in key spots. That's important. Yeah, I, I agree with your comments about Don. I, I, that kid's really impressed me. And I, we found out something about him the other day that you might even be interested in, uh, you know, when I, uh, excuse me, Isaac Trout, who's redshirting this year, uh, when they got his commitment, uh, Tony was all of a sudden out of scholarships and they had to call Ryan Dunn's father and tell him, uh, Mr. Dunn, we're, we're sorry, but uh, we just, we don't have any more room. And uh, it was a, a tough call to make, but he, he said the next day that Dunn's father called him back and he said, 
Tony, would it be okay if we if Ryan comes next year and pays his own way as a walk-on? Because we feel really feel like that's the place for him to play college basketball. How how rare is that in today's college basketball world for something like that to happen? Depends on the family. Uh, I've heard that type of story before. It just depends okay. on the family and whether they're willing to do it and uh, uh, willing and able, uh, because you may have willing and not able, and you may have able and not willing. Uh, uh, so, you know, it just, it just sort of depends on, on the player and the family, but it's, it's not normal, uh, but it's not, it's not unique. It's happened before. Uh, is Sasser the key to, to Houston's offense? Yeah, he's a key. I mean, Alabama face guarded him the whole game and, and didn't help off. And, uh, you know, I thought that Houston might use him as a screener a little bit more, but they didn't in that particular game. Uh, maybe they learned something from that and, and ways to attack it. Uh, but yeah, he's their, he's their best player and uh, their most dynamic scorer, but they've got a number of areas they can go. I mean, you know, the, the key to the team is probably Jamal Shedd, their point guard, uh, because he's, uh, he's incredibly tough-minded, he's quick, he's strong. Uh, so he's kind of the heart and soul of their team in a lot of ways. And uh, look, Houston had everything to, to win that game at Alabama. I don't think they performed. Uh, Tremont Mark fouled out with several minutes to go, which was not helpful to uh, Houston's cause, but that's a game they, they could have won. And I'm sure if you were in the Houston locker room, they felt like they should have won. Uh, you give great credit to Alabama, but, but Houston's legit. They're, they're, uh, they're up there with the, the very top teams in the country and with the way they defend and rebound. Uh, and that's why, you know, keeping them off the glass and not allowing them second shots is really important because they get a lot, you know, they can get a lot of offense off of, of missed shots. Uh, and, and usually Virginia's pretty good, you know, sending all five guys to the defensive glass and not allowing a lot of second shots. Um, so that, that's a lot of where the game's going to be decided or plays like those. I don't know if this is a factor or not, but they've only played one road game and that was at Oregon and they won by 10, I believe. Is, is that going to make any difference in this, this game? Because JPJ can be a hard place to play if you haven't been there before. Yeah. I'm I, you know, like, I don't, I'm not one of those that feels like arenas are difficult to play in. I think it's the team you're playing against that makes it difficult. Uh, I've never heard a coach come into a, a, a home loss and say, well, the crowd just wasn't into it tonight. And that's why we lost. Um, you know, crowds usually reflect the play on the floor. And uh, and what makes it difficult to play against is, you know, JPJ is a tough place to play because they make you play Virginia when you go there. Um, there's nothing about the building that's particularly intimidating. It's the team you're playing against. But Houston has a ton of experienced players. They have a couple of young guys that are playing some minutes. Uh, Jairus Walker is, is primary among those. Uh, but but they've, they've been in difficult environments. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that'll be the deciding factor. Uh, uh, certainly, if Virginia doesn't play well, I don't think it's going it's to – the crowd is going to be a, a, a difference maker. I think it's more what Virginia does. Kihei Clark's been one of my favorite players to watch. I, I just think he's fun. fun guy to – follow in a game uh, and a lot of coaches have raved about him this year but some Virginia fans didn't want him to come back for a fifth year and and what are they what are they missing what are they what do they don't get about Kihei Clark well I can't speak to that that the, the, you know that's a fan preference and they can do what they want um, you know Kihei is a winner um, he's a very good defender uh, he gets up underneath you and, and, and is a pest. I mean, it makes it difficult for you just to bring the ball up. So you spend 
when he's guarding you, you're spending time worrying about him instead of uh, time worrying about running your offense or making the play you need to make. And so he's disrupting in that regard. And, uh, and he's a, he's a good offensive player. Um, you know, he, if he's not leading the team in scoring, he's right there. I mean, I think Virginia has four guys that are averaging double figures are right there. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't go off often for 20 plus, but he's capable of it. I've seen him do it. And, uh, and, you know, he can shoot it when he's open. Um, he's got a, a great handle. Uh, he's a very reliable uh, ball handler, so doesn't turn it over. And, and he's a good passer. So he, he plays within uh, Tony Bennett's system and does it really well. And to have a player that experience come back for another year, uh, I think is a, a stroke of, uh, of luck. Um, I mean, it wasn't luck because he wanted to come back and it's a great place for him to be, but you know, he didn't have to come back. And, and uh, so that was a stroke of good fortune, let's call it for, for Virginia. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Jay, you've been just about everywhere, I guess, in your storied career. And you're still a pretty young guy, but do you have a favorite venue to call a game in? Yeah, Kansas is my favorite, uh, Allen Fieldhouse. Um, it's, uh, I think it's the best arena uh, in, in basketball. Uh, there's a, a history to it. I mean, that, that building has a soul. Um, and so, you know, from all the things that go into being a broadcaster, the environment is great. Uh, the broadcast position is great. Um, you're not going to have a better place to, to view a game than, than Allen Fieldhouse. That's cool. Uh, that's one of the places that I still haven't uh, covered a game yet. So I, I need to find a way to get out there. Yeah, it's a bucket uh, list. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Jay, for your time. I, I really appreciate it, man. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you Saturday in, at JPJ. Me too, Jerry. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Take care. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family-owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big-time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much I ran my first marathon that year. Then because I believed in the Goodfeet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. 
Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. 